Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... So angry, I feel like swearing! Oh, Murray, you wouldn't swear at us. Go f*** yourself, prick! Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you got offended for being called a racist and you're actually a racist, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, August 26, 2016, honky see, honky do edition of the show, where we talk about how crazy white people be. And hey, it takes one to know one. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by Honky Brand Crackers. All the bland you can stand in tiny beige squares. Are you tired of flavor, excitement, overwhelmed with all the difference today? Try a Honky Brand Cracker. Slap a slice of American cheese and bologna on a honky for a totally tasteless treat. Want something sweet and crunchy? Slather marshmallow spread on a honky. Mmm, just like Mother used to make. Say no to foreign-influenced food and say yes to America. Say yes to a honky. Use the promo code PECKERWOOD at checkout and get a free loaf of white bread. Why do you keep talking about reverse racism? That is not a thing. We are the people in power. Racism is about oppression. Sorry, white people have not been oppressed. Why are you too afraid to speak up when someone says something racist? Why do we think that having one friend of color means that nothing we say or do could possibly ever be racist? Why does being half white automatically make my commentary on white culture only half true. I am just as much white as I am Mexican. Why do you believe that black lives matter means that your life doesn't matter? Every life matters. It's just that one has a harder time living. Why do you get offended when you see a table full of black people, but not when you see a lunchroom full of white people? Why do you always ask to have a white people club? You already do. It's the student union. It's primarily white. They have a black student union because you don't represent Present them well. Why do you see the success of people of color as a threat to you? You know that a two-minute video about whiteness isn't reverse racism, right? Two minutes about whiteness, hundreds of years of systemic oppression, yeah, I think we can deal with this. Why are we upset about immigrants when we were the first immigrants? And we were white people running away from other white people. That kind of shows you how bad white people can be. Yesterday, Hillary Clinton shot Donald Trump in Reno just to watch him die. Dude. Seriously? Okay, yeah, yeah, I see your point. No, that, that wasn't a Second Amendment, so it was, it was a song. Yeah, it's just Johnny Cash. Sorry. In what I've come to call the alt-right speech, Secretary Clinton opened an industrial-sized can of whoop-ass on a carrot-colored crotch of the GOP for his racism, sexism, douchiness, and his love affair with the racist friends of American politics. I mean, you read news articles that say Trump has a flirtation with the alt-right and racist... Well, in his speech yesterday, the Hills spelled out how much Donald actually loves them. I love this so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. <laughs> a lot of Republicans, and not a few folks in the media, have tried to find any way they can 
not to call out the white nationalist, white power, and white separatist elements who were cheering Trump the same way they do when they light the cross on the black family's lawn. One recurring narrative is that Trump's support is not about the deep and abiding racism, but about economic anxiety. And sure, I guess if you mean racist pricks who are worried that they won't have enough money to attend their militia meeting in northern Idaho this year, maybe. But I think it's become abundantly clear that non-college-educated white men like Trump so much because, and this is their exact words, he says what they are thinking. He's a man of very few words. Sit with it a second. You'll get there. But the economic anxiety argument fell apart like, I don't know, a Trump policy proposal being examined by a third grader. That's stupid. When a recent study ripped that convenient excuse from all the crackers and honkies whose little pee-pee twitches when he says those politically incorrect things. A massive Gallup survey of 87,000 Trumpentologists verified what I've long held to be the reason why most people support Trump. But is it racism that electrifies people? Across the globe? It seems the average Trump follower is actually financially better off than the average American. And while, yes, they're blue-collar and not college-educated, they tend towards upper-middle class. Further, these folks tend to live in areas highly segregated and without a significant immigrant population. Their livelihood is unlikely to be linked to trade issues and therefore not influenced by their drear leader's obsession over China. In short, once you account for all the reasons why people want to believe and support him and then eliminate them, you are left with only the single unifying factor of this campaign. Oh, super racist. Trump dementalists are very, very white. White people be crazy? Yeah, they do. <laughs> I knew you'd go, no. They do be crazy, though. Y'all do. (laughs) And now, I've talked about white people a time or two and have not been kind. In fact, I've been... Because he's kind of a dick, right? Right. But I feel, as a white person, it's my job to say things to you, my pasty sisters and brothers, that no one else will. At least no one you know, because you don't know anyone who's not white. You see, that's part of the problem. And don't get me wrong, I'm no better than you. I actually don't have any non-white friends. But in my defense, I barely have any friends at all. I can't imagine why. Look, we have to start with some fundamental truths. In the United States of 2016, it's really good to be white. I shouldn't be. I'm a very, uh, you know, lucky guy. I got a lot going for me. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm relatively young. I'm white, which thank God for that shit, boy. That is a huge leg up. Are you kidding me? Oh, God, I love being white. I really do. Seriously, if you're not white, you're missing out because this shit is thoroughly good. I know that some of you are thinking that white people are somehow an oppressed minority. It's a theme among some of our citizens without brain cells that being brown or black is the new white. Why? Is it because they can say nigger and you can't? It it is, isn't it? Admit it. You really want to say that word, but everyone tells you... (gasps) That's a bad word. Well, yeah, it is. When you say it, because when you say it, it means, well, nigger. 
When an African-American says it, it means, well, whatever the hell they want it to mean. They earned that shit, all right? I mean, forget everything else for just a second. I think we should all just come to an agreement here and now, while we have a quorum, that black people have a right to use that word whenever and wherever they please. We, on the other hand, have not used this word responsibly. Indeed, we've used it quite badly. So, like unruly children, we are no longer allowed to say it. Now, some white folks are convinced that affirmative action is destroying how great it is to be white. I won't name names, but certain white people I've known since the literal second I was born feel as though the idea of a non-white person getting a job because they are not white is somehow... It's not fair. Yeah. Let me tell you. I live and work in New York City, and the names and the faces I see on the money-making institutions are definitely not black. It's good to be white in this country, particularly a white man, because nothing is going to stand in your way but you. If you, my Caucasian brother, did not get a promotion at work, it's because you are a shitty employee, not because Levon is black. It might be because Levon shows up to work early, leaves late, and does whatever the fuck is asked of him while you are out on a smoke break shooting the shit with Carl and Eddie. If you didn't get into the University of Texas, Austin, and a black or Latino did, it isn't the skin that's the difference there, Petty. It's your grades. And I know it's easier to blame a minority because, hey, it's America, And that's how we do. But at some point in time, you just have to admit that you didn't do the work. Your skin isn't a free ride, but it's like a fire truck that goes right ahead of you and clears the traffic for you. I mean, it is so good to be white in America. We can actually commit a fucking crime and not worry about it. I have a bunch of upper middle class white friends who smoke weed like I pop a Marlboro in my mouth and never even think about it. Now, I know that black and Latino people do this too, but they know that they should be worried about it because what will happen if they get caught? The cops are going to lock them up while my white friends never even think about getting caught. I mean, why should they? You're so white. Exactly. I mean, worst case scenario, my white friends get a ticket. Worst case scenario for a black and Latino, they end up dead. In no case are my yuppie friends going to be slammed against the wall, searched, carted off, and held overnight in the tombs. It's never going to happen. The only white people who worry about cops are white people who are actually, in fact, committing a crime. African Americans worry about cops all the time. It is good to be white in America. Now, none of this has stopped the new breed of races called the alt-right from whining like a cranky three-year-old about how minorities in this country are so privileged. Operating primarily via the internet because no one would actually want to share a room with these guys, and it's all men. The closest the alt-right have come to counting women in their ranks is Anne fucking Coulter. I am genuinely afraid of her. (laughs) This crop of dicks have slowly congealed into a festering mass of vileness and began making their influence felt on the Republican Party. I mean, you remember how for years the GOP quietly pampered the racists and bigots in their ranks, but never actually came right out and said their policies are bad for minorities intentionally? Those were the good old days. (laughs) Well, this new group of, quote, thinkers, unquote, decided, hey, 
Why should we even hide it? And have been openly saying all the things Republicans had only been hinting at for decades. And while there is no leader of the alt-right, I mean, they're too <laughs> libertarian. You should read that as an insult because I meant it that way. But they have several leading voices. Stephen Bannon of Breitbart, Milo Yiannopoulos, whatever the fuck this asshole's name, you can pronounce it, I don't care, Peter Brimlow, and a host of other neck-bearded douchewads. You know, the kind of guys who thinks it's funny to hack an African-American woman's phone and website and post her private photos because she was in a movie that ruined their childhood. I don't know what the exact stats for with the overlap between the alt-right, Gamergate, rabid puppies, and red pillars, but I promise you the Venn diagram of loserness there makes Gavin look like George fucking Clooney. Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with white people? I mean, this is a country where some people look at a racist bigot standing in the middle of the honkiest, cracker-ass crowd he can find and tells black people to vote for him because, hey... You're poor, you're stupid, and criminals. So, you know, you got nothing to lose if you do. And they call it a pivot. You cannot be serious. That's not a pivot. That is dunking your balls in the party punch bowl and then telling everyone to drink up. And a bunch of y'all dumbasses are going to line up for the Trump ball brand Kool-Aid. So, what if white people will no longer be the majority in this country Come 2050, which is still a long way away, do you seriously think the rising minorities are going to treat us like we've treated them? Do you think we're going to be forced into, like, the worst neighborhoods, the shittiest schools, have no job, and get shot when we leave our houses? Dude, a bunch of y'all fucking morons are already there! And as for you all-white pussies sitting in your basements in the whitest of neighborhoods, we all know the one time you pissed your pants because a black guy walked past you on the sidewalk. You talk a big line of shit on the internet because in real life, you're weak, pathetic, and you can only punch down on poor minorities to make you feel superior. You're losers, and just as big a losers as you ever were when they beat the shit out of you in grade school. You would never be cool, you don't even have the balls to be a skinhead or part of the KKK because at least those fuckwads have the courage of their convictions and the only reason anyone can see your scalp is early onset male pattern baldness. So hey, go ahead and hack this show. I promise the nudes you will find will be Gavin doing a goatsy. And for the rest of white America, get over yourself. Realize that black Americans, brown Americans, Asian Americans all face unique challenges you cannot possibly imagine. They're not the ones taking anything away from you. That's other white people. The rich ones. They're feeding you bullshit, keep you from realizing how bad you're being fucked by the 1%. And the throbbing orange pimple is the worst offender of them all. He's using you. And you too stupid to know it. If you want to hate someone, start with him. That is it for the show this week. Would you look at that? We finally got the show back down to where we wanted it to be. I mean, I've been doing 30, 40 minute shows for I don't know how long. Apparently, I think that I'm entertaining. I'm sure 
you disagree with me. Hey, I, I want to apologize for the Gavin Goatsey thing. Don't worry. There are no actual photos of that. We made oil paintings. Jesus God, Gavin, why? If you need some help getting that mental image of a fat, pimpled, bald man spreading... No, never mind. We urge you to head on over to Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook. I, I swear... I will make it better. If you would like to ensure that that oil painting never sees the light of day, rate and review this show on iTunes and Stitcher. Otherwise, I'm going to be forced to use it as show art someday. All of the shows are at the show name on SoundCloud and, of course, www.whatthehellpodcast.com. And finally, for me, Dave Bledsoe, the very angry producer, Gavin, and all the other fictional people on this show, we want to say that, hey, baby, if you're feeling down... I know what is good for you today. If you're worried that your friends will see, it will ruin your reputation by loving me. Well, we want you to know, we all are dirty white boys. We'll see you all next week. Kings. Podcasts.